Hey, it's Grandpa Jim. Welcome to Motivation Central Station. I'm ready to conquer the world. (laughs) I just had a wonderful vacation. Uh, Short one, but much needed. You know, I just decided to pick up and leave. It's up my... I preach, so I needed to practice it for myself. I was getting a little burnt out. I've been working really hard physically, and then um, I do deal with a lot of people in social work, and I want to be attentive, and I want to be, I want to bring some personality when I'm with them. I want to bring some engagement. I want to have fun ideas to do uh, with the people I work with, and so sometimes you got to, you know, they say even big ships, big cargo ships need to come into port to take a break and reassess every once in a while before they go back out onto the big seas and do some work. So, you know, I want to talk about something and uh, it was a critical breakthrough in my own recovery and I'm finding out to, um, you know, there's a lot of people... Um, I go to a meeting called SOAR 12-Step Recovery, and um, it's a dual diagnosis meeting. So uh, we get people that identify um, with addiction, alcoholism, depression. Um, it's, it's a dual diagnosis, but we allow people with just mental health issues to come to um, that don't have addiction problems and... Um, it's a very um, cool gathering all the time. It's just warm, friendly, um, and something that's much needed when you're in such a toxic environment. We're meeting outside right now. We meet behind a VA hospital in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and we spread out. Uh, they have an outdoor pavilion with probably 50 picnic tables underneath it. Um, it's sheltered, so if it rains or shine, we can have the meeting. And we all get our own picnic table, and I wear a mask when I'm there, and the majority, I would say, wear it. You know, it's, it's a personal choice, though. Uh, we'll definitely... Uh, we definitely let others choose. But, um, you know, I get a lot out of that meeting, actually through that meeting. Now, this is something, too, I really want to talk about today. And that is that a lot of people that come into recovery um, don't think they have an underlying mental health um, problem. They just think, well, I'm alcoholic or I'm just an addict or I have this OCD or... You know, I, I, you know, which usually is being driven by some type of mental health. So, you know, I've talked about my childhood a lot through the podcast. So I don't want to get into all the details, but uh, let's just say it was a traumatic type situation versus a, you know, a white picket fence and two cars in the garage and wonderful neighbors and, you know, sunshine, roses, and apples. (laughs) It wasn't that. (laughs) And and some, you know, some traumas too. They're not all PTSD type big bombs that go off. Uh, I definitely had a couple of those, but um, some of it's just 
a slowly breakdown of time that can be traumatic too. So through the SOAR 12-step program, I learned that I was depressed as a kid. You know, it really helped me discover that, you know, and that's a big buzz thing right now in the mental health community is um, diagnosing young kids with mental health. And I, you know, if I didn't go through the experience I went through, I would probably say, oh, that's a bunch of hogwash. Kids are too young, but it's not. I'm telling you, I was hurting as a kid and didn't know how to express it. I didn't know to get help. People knew I needed help back in those days. They did try to hook me up with counselors. And then I was always thought I was the tough guy and I would not talk to them and stuff and you know which I regret now having that type of approach maybe you know but again I don't believe you can go backwards in life and uh that would be the biggest folly I guess uh using an old term but laughable because you can't change the past right we can only move forward so uh so anyways how do you assess yourself to know whether you have these uh mental health situations and i'm just gonna run through a couple of possible situations for you and if not there's a lot of you know what's a great uh resource is webmd webmd breaks things down really well You know, with cutting edge uh, solutions to health problems, mental health problems. Also, there's the National Institute of Drug Abuse, if if it's more related to that. They're going to cover mental health stuff on that website too. Or the uh, National Institute of Mental Health will have some stuff too, so you can get some more diagnosis. There's probably even assessments online that you can find um, and go through a self-assessment um, it's always good, to, I think, though, um, to work with a professional. Um, but through some of these assessments, you should know, like, yeah, this is pretty good. I should go talk to a mental health professional, you know. So I think it might clarify whether, and it's not a penalty to have mental health. So I work for a very... Um, great organization and the director of our program is diagnosed with schizophrenia which sounds really scary um and a lot of the people I work with have schizophrenia and sometimes that'll manifest itself in voices or even um hallucinations or um the people I tend to work with have the uh, audible one um, more so uh, with the voices and yeah this is common between ma- for males uh, women do get it but the majority are males and they're usually younger like 15 to mid 20s uh, when it manifests itself but the, I also personally think that certain drugs can really aspirate it and move it forward um, such as um, LSD or um, I guess that would be a good example. Or even I think weed can, um, you know, trigger some of that stuff. Uh, so, and then obviously depression is one, but you can get depression 
a couple of ways. One is biologically. So one, your your um, body might not be producing enough serotonin in your brain um, that makes you feel good. Um, and so you might uh, need a little antidepressant that can boost that. Or maybe your serotonin produces too much. And so that was my case. So it would produce too much. So I would be really great for about three, four days. And then the fourth or fifth day, it would just drop off. So it was a physical thing, um, definitely. And since then, and I found that out in recovery. So I was about 11 years sober and then went to see a doctor and on accident I said uh, he asked me on a routine physical how are you feeling today and I said well I'm feeling awesome today but yesterday I would have wanted somebody to shoot me with a gun and he said well tell me about that (laughs) and so I did I told him for the last 15 years or so I would go every day so here I'm in recovery and I didn't even know I was struggling with that. I just thought that was the way life is. And I asked him, I said, you know, is this normal? He said, that's absolutely not normal. I can help you out. I can give you this little pill. And uh, and it worked instantly. So he said, uh, when I went back on a follow-up visit, he says, well, how is that working for you? I said, well, that's great. It's awesome. You know, and he's like, well hold on now, are you like 75% of your old self? Are you 65%? Are you 85%? Are you 100%? I said, well, that's a great question. I thought I was 100% uh, because I'm in my 50s and I thought, wow, I feel pretty good. And when you get a little older, you're going to feel a little slowed down, a little off, you know, and and he's, I said, yeah, 85%. He said, well, why wouldn't you want to feel 100? So then he upped the dose a tad. And ever since then, I've been going really great for like three years. I don't have that big drop off every fourth or fifth day. So sometimes I, when people come to recovery meetings and at the dual diagnosis meeting, we'll always introduce ourselves. I'm Jim. I'm an alcoholic addict and I cope with depression. And so others would give a similar introduction and some will just say I'm an addict or I'm an alcoholic. But I would think if you dig a little deeper, those two items, mental health and addiction, pretty much go hand in hand. So I think a lot of people in recovery walk around and they, you, you may be in recovery right now and you may not feel well, you know. So, and that was my case. And there was a time too where I was going to meetings and I would pull people aside and say, you know, are you on an antidepressant? And a lot would. And then I was kind of jealous, I guess, because I was afraid to take pills and um, I, you know, was trying to go the holistic route uh, with foods and I did exhaust every possibility of, you know, there's something on the market called John, 
John something wart. I'd have to look it up again, but it's supposed to be like a natural thing to boost your serotonin. And that didn't really work for me. Um, I've done the shows on um, on antioxidants. And, you know, they they helped uh, minimally for sure when I'm eating a better diet, um, you know, good green leafy foods, blueberries, strawberries, uh, things that are high in antioxidants. I'm, you know, definitely feel better. Um, that's a short-term goal for myself right now is just to get better. Uh, so also, um, so you might want to, um, see in recovery, do I have a mental health diagnosis? And a lot of stuff can be done through what we call cognitive therapies, um, especially like the OCD stuff. So instead of checking door handles to make sure they're locked or, you know, we're going to have you work on more hands-on other activities instead of doing that checking, uh, let's go for uh I have this compulsion. I want to go check the door. Um, and then we're going to have you just probably take a walk, do something different, rationalize, try to remember, did I check that door? Um, and some of these things can be broken. Self-harm stuff, definitely too. Like people that might pull their hair out, people that cut themselves. Um, that's another issue that... Uh, uh, you you would use more of a cognitive type therapy on. So um, also, uh, I want to hit goals since uh, where I'm at right now uh, in my life, I'm trying to get that diet under control. So I want to put that on the forefront this week. I want that to be like my number one goal. What steps am I going to take to make that accomplished? Uh, when I hang up the phone with you, I'm heading right to this awesome uh, new gas station chain in our neighborhood that stocks some really good, healthy food. Just, wow, can you imagine that? A gas station with healthy choices, but, and they're affordable too. So uh, I like, uh, you know, I work with something called the Wellness Wheel. Uh, anybody that follows these podcasts. Um, if, if you like this kind of talk, please hit subscribe. Um, if you like this sort of thing, but I work off of uh, a wellness wheel. Um, I wrote a book called What Color Is Your Brain Scan? The answer is in your head and habits. Um, so, oh, the other one I want to talk about too is PTSD. So PTSD, I work for a veterans organization. I'm not a veteran, but so we deal with a lot of people with post-traumatic stress. And one thing that I learned during that experience, a couple of things actually, is that people in the military that come back with PTSD, they'll drive like deathly fast. Like it's a real thing where a high percentage, more people died coming back from Iraq in, um, motor vehicle um, accidents afterwards um, because they'll just drive 85, 90 down a street and um, so it's a really real big phenomenon Um, but uh, you know when somebody goes into war and I've been through different um, educational things with veterans and so they're traumatized way more than you think they are 
Like it's part of their gig not to really open up and share. Um, but in these close settings with other veterans, they're and when they're out of the military, um, they're more apt to disclose while they're in it. Um, there can be, even though they're not supposed to be severe penalties, they don't want somebody that's admitting they're a little need a little help going into battle, unfortunately. Um, and if you do admit, then you're kind of sidelined. And so, but I don't want to get into all that dogma of that part of it. But the PTSD, um, definitely, um, you could have a PTSD though, but by not going to war. So PTSD could be, uh, could even be like something that was verbally sent to you that was so hurtful that and PTSD is kind of like this traumatic event happened and I don't even know how to process it like I I whether it's a literal bomb that went off or if it's a uh like I said a verbal bomb or it was Something you know, a little more intense than a verbal thing, like um, uh, physical assault or uh, that sort of thing. And the way to tell if you have a PTSD is like, do I keep playing that situation over in my mind? And the problem at the end of the day is, um, if you have a PTSD, you probably no, you will just learn how to cope with it. It's not going away. So how do I live with this? And there's a lot of strategy. And one of my strategies, I made a film about it, uh, is humor. So I've worked with veterans. I run stand-up comedy classes, and we do a lot of improv games and that sort of thing. And so I've done some uh, work with people with PTSD to get them connected to laughter and laughing again. And I work with some of the hardest people <laughs> on the face of the earth, you know, uh, big, strong men, and I end up getting them laughing, and they haven't laughed in a long time. So humor is a great tool uh, for everybody. So um, other than that, I'm going to get going, and I'm going to start working on my new diet today. I hope you guys are all doing great. Um, You know, one of my big things is we can all go help somebody today. Uh, So I reached out to a couple of social work clients already today, and uh, I'll be doing that throughout the day. I'm going to try to hit a recovery meeting online on Zoom. I'm connecting to this group out in Montana. It's just absolutely wonderful. (laughs) I feel like I know these people, and I hope it's reciprocal that they uh, might think they're getting out. A friendship going with me too. Um, I think I could go out there to their meeting now. I've been meeting with them online about oh a month, five weeks now, and so I'm getting to know a little bit about them, and hopefully they're getting to know a little about me. Um, so love you all. Uh, go share the love today. Uh, remember, uh, if you think you don't have anything to give to somebody, you can always give them a smile. So you guys have a wonderful, awesome day. I'm glad to be with you on Motivation Central Station today. Um, So if you're in recovery and things still aren't feeling right, you may have an underlying mental health condition. Or if you were attracted and you don't have an addiction to listen to this, uh, maybe there is an underlying occurrence for yourself. So have a wonderful, awesome day. Uh, Love you all and uh, prosper.